Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know... This is Marvel Movie News, bringing you the most up-to-date discussion and commentary within the Marvel Universe. Excelsior to you, our merry Marvelites! Welcome back to our fifth show of the year, 2015, 68 and all. We are the Marvel Movie News, coming to you live from... Uh, do we want to call it nowhere today? Are we nowhere? It's up to you, man. I mean, I'm, I'm still in Jimmy Chonga truck because Deadpool's not out yet. I'm going to live in there. I'm living it until Fair it happens. I'm, look, in my look, brain, I'm there now. All right, look, we're still in the chimichanga yes. truck. Yes. All right. Okay. Uh, we're coming to you live from Deadpool's chimichanga truck, where we tell you all the news from all the studios and why you should be as excited as we are. Subscribe to us on iTunes at Marvel Movie News or find us through the Popcorn Talk Network, YouTube forward slash Popcorn Talk Network. You can also find us through Popcorn Talk's website, popcorntalknetwork.com. Follow us on Twitter at Marvel News, PTN, Facebook forward slash Marvel News Show. Uh, follow us, like us, talk to us there. Uh, no, I'm going to give you this disclaimer on our Facebook. We don't check that as often as we check Not our Twitter, uh, especially if you're sending us messages through the Facebook. Uh, we will answer. We will get back to you. Uh, it just may take us a couple weeks because we don't check it as often. Uh, just be patient with us. Or just tweet at us. That that we check tweeting, like tweeting, pretty much yeah. every other day. 140 characters I can yeah. handle. Yeah, can yeah. Handle. So Or uh, DM us, whatever. PM us, it's PM. The kids say PM, right? PM, yeah. Direct message? Direct message. What, private message? message? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Post mail. Post mail? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Punk monkey. <laughs> That's what it stands for. Uh, PHM would be uh, punk hit monkey. It's true. Hit monkey's amazing. You've uh, derailed so quickly. <laughs> we really have. <laughs> One minute and 30. We've, 90 seconds in, we've just already gone. just come, just we're gone. Sorry, we're just society. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, Meredith isn't here to keep us on track. Uh, and guys, if you'll tweet a link out to our show with a message telling people about our live chat, they should come join us. If they have Marvel questions, they should ask us. Uh, if you will do that, the voice of doom, lightning crack of doom, uh, in the booth will uh, retweet you. Doom is here. Go retweet. <laughs> Doom retweets from Latveria. Yes. Uh, anyway, I'm Matt Key at the Matt Key. We've got Koi. I'm Koi Jondro at Koi Jondro. Uh, and uh, bad news for all of you Meredith lovers like us. She is uh, she's out of town today. So uh, she uh, she sends her love. Uh, she's out of town uh, and uh, wishes she could be here. But we do have the effervescent Amy Dolan. Hello, I'm Amy Dallin at Enthusiamy, and I'm really sorry I miss Meredith too. She's awesome. Yeah, she's fa- yeah. It's, it is uh, it it is not as fun to have not have her. Yeah. So we we love our Meredith, uh, but uh, Amy 
Tell people about yourself. Uh, hello, my name is Amy Dallin. Uh, I've done all kinds of talking about comics online stuff. Uh, I work often with Geek and Sundry, where we were lucky enough to have both of you guys. Yeah, that's where we met. Amazing guest stars last month on our show, uh, Drama Club Heroes. We do that on Tuesday nights. We read ridiculous old, uh, superhero movie scripts. Uh, and Matt, will you just do a piece of your Dr. Octopus for us? Your Professor Octopus, excuse me. Professor, uh, Professor Octopus. Uh, hello, I'm uh, Professor Octopus. Uh, uh, Okie dokie. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man. I am, the, I am the true Spider-Man. I am the spider. Watch it. It's yeah. gold. There, there yeah, you, have to, you have to subscribe to uh, the Geek and Sundry channel, right? Broadcast and you can watch past broadcasts. If you are a Twitch subscriber. Uh, Otherwise, it's live only. Yep. Uh, it, it was the the explanation for that voice is that this was a like terrible early '90s uh, Spider-Man script, just as James Cameron was getting involved, but not actually his. We just blamed him for everything about Still it because it's so uh, fun, yeah. including the possible casting of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, was, crying to his billions. He's yeah. doing just he's fine. He's just fine. He, I mean, he still beats Star Wars like at the worldwide yeah, box yeah. office, so he's fine. <laughs> he makes good he's stuff. Fine. And he, also this, and al- <laughs> also apparently this. But uh, the rumor was that uh, Schwarzenegger was uh, being looked at to be Doctor Octopus, which. And why I had to do that. Doc Ock was the lead of the Spider-Man script. Oh, he, he had more screen time. He absolutely his did. Movie, yes. yeah. Professor Octopus, as they call him. Yeah, them, as they for call some him. reason. Prof Ock. Because I was Spider-Man Prof-Oc. barely spoke. Except yeah. for when I was being a horrible person. Well, yeah. what about 40 pages in, you got bit by that spider. Yeah, it took that some was, time. Uh, and then and I, like, it bit Dr. Octopus first, but you did. You dropped him off a roof and said you were the good guy. Yeah, I'm the good guy, right? You threw a wiener off the roof. Man, that poor wiener. Poor wiener. rose up and got knocked out. Stop it. Stop it. You gotta watch these things, guys. I also had a show called Omnibus that we did this past fall. There was a bunch of silly short things on Geek and Sundry. And on my own channel, I do comic book vlogs on occasion and right now I have a brand new web series that we Ooh. shot that I'm really excited about that is a silly sci-fi sitcom called Future Girl. I hear that we have a trailer that we can it show. It just went up on Tuesday. I uh, Voice of that. Doom, is that a trailer? Can we show that? We will at a little later in the show. Later All in right. the show. Alright, well Voice of Doom, you tell us when Latveria is ready to broadcast uh, <laughs> that, that, uh, that. Uh, but uh, Drama Club Heroes is also where you're at, and that's on Geek and Sundry's Indeed. Twitch, Geek right? Geek and Sundry's Twitch, cool. Tuesday nights, 7 Pacific. Uh, if you're interested in any of that stuff, I have that all on uh, Geek Girl Authority. We've got the link up on our uh, Twitter, or you can just go to geekgirlauthority.com and find it there. But all of Amy's stuff is linked right there in that in that article. Thank so. you so much. Uh, well, we appreciate you being on. Alright, it's five minutes into the show. We should probably uh, get to some Marvel news. <laughs> right? What do you think? Maybe. I mean, that's what we're... Oh, yeah. That's what it says. No, we should talk about popcorn. That's what we're here to do. Popcorn talk. Uh, Alright. <laughs> Discussing the popcorn. Oh. Uh, iTunes <laughs> listeners, Koi is uh, eating popcorn out of a bag uh, and making it sound awful. Like a burning fire. I bet it sounded like a burning fire to you. You're Our studio's not on Again, fire. Just today, derailed. No yeah. rails. Off yeah, the rails. yeah, like completely off the rails. In Ant Man, <laughs> that's how off the rails we are. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's go to Netflix. Let's talk Netflix. Luke Cage had some new pictures come out this week. Nothing big. We're we're not seeing anything that we're not expecting to see. He's fighting some guys. Uh, but uh, what is cool to see is. Um, I don't know which picture we're going to show. I know we're pulling it up right now. Uh, the But there is a picture of him. I've got four pictures pulled. There's a picture of him throwing an officer. A uh, picture of him uh, helping an officer up. A picture of the um, clapper with Tiara on it, which is the show t- yeah. show name. And a picture of... Uh, that was pretty amazing. I, they were auditioning for this, and it was it was very hush-hush, and Tiara kept popping up in casting. And I knew, but like it was one of those things where I didn't know 
if I should mention it like on the show mm-hmm. because it's obviously <laughs> Tiara if you know comics that's amazing but I was mm-hmm. just like will I get in trouble Tiara working title but now that it's out oh my god Tiara like, yeah, that's the so greatest great. thing it's so, so awesome. great uh, so anyway, Zach, uh, just throw one of the pictures up and we'll talk about it, Voice of Doom. Uh, but, uh, okay, cool. So here's what I like about this picture. Um, in other previous pictures that we've seen, I, I didn't put them in here because I didn't want to burden everyone with pictures. And by the way, uh, listening audience, you can find these at, uh, geekgirlauthority.com. But, uh, the, there's a picture of Luke Cage with small bullet holes in his sweatshirt. And that's exciting to me. Like, and I, it shouldn't be because we already know that he's bulletproof. We are, we've already seen him on Jessica Jones walk out of flames. Like, we know, and we as comic book fans already know what his power is with unbreakable skin and super strength, but it's just cool to see. Yeah. And what, what makes it more fun is in previous pictures from this exact same shoot, you can see him without the bullet marks on his back. So you're just like, oh man, you yeah. can, you can, piece it together and be like oh he got shot in the back and he's like he probably turned around and looked at the officer as like the officer wet himself and was like that should have killed a man but it didn't and he's like oh man so uh anyway i just that that's the whole oh, thoughts exactly and i'm luke cage oh man oh man oh boy uh and then uh we've got a picture of him uh running next to a, a cop car it's really not running so much as it looks like he is uh just pumped mm-hmm. like he's just like super pumped to like punch some dudes or something uh, I just thought that was a good picture. Uh, the picture that I'm really excited about is the picture of him, like, in pre-toss, mm-hmm. as he's, like, holding on to an officer. Uh, what's fun about that picture, the picture itself is not spectacular, but if you look closely, you can see a tow line behind the officer. <laughs> so he clearly it's launched. So he clearly is just, like, launched, like you just said. Like, he just, like, goes flying. And uh, I just, I don't know. I'm just excited for this show. I'm yeah, so I'm excited. Really excited. And all of his comments sound like he really loves the character and loves the fans and loves the interaction. Like, yeah. that interview he did, like, he's just, this guy's Luke Cage. Like, he was Luke Cage on Jessica Jones and stole yeah, the show. So yeah. I'm excited for his show. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like, like we said earlier, like, when when he first came, when, when we were first talking about Jessica Jones, like, I would literally watch an hour of Mike Coulter as Luke Cage just driving around on a motorcycle. Right. Yes. Doing nothing. No plot. So just good. him going, like, every five minutes, just looking around going, sweet Christmas. I'd be like, oh. yep, that is a Luke Cage. Yeah. That is, I will watch, I will watch the hell out of I that show. I just love how much yeah. I love the fans, man. I'm always, I'm always happy when, like, actors that love people get work and that big of work and he's just like, yeah. such part, it's such a cool universe to be involved in and he knows it and it's so awesome. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, let's jump over to Daredevil. Uh, where uh, the Italian Netflix Twitter account this week tweeted out a picture of uh, uh, Daredevil's glasses uh, broken. What? It's just a cool image. Like, there's no new. Like, I I get it. There's no news here except. But it's a cool image. It's a cool image, and I want our fans to see it. Like, why would I not want our fans to see that? And so, what are comics if not a series of cool images? Exactly. They it's uh, sequential art. See, there it is. Let's Especially in this case is. where the images have dramatic import. Like things are going really well for Matt Murdock, yeah, as clearly. they usually do. It's just swimming. Uh, in it, except for uh, these broken glasses. Yep. That's not going well for him, and that <laughs> costs so a much. lot of money. He probably when he he I, you know what I would love to see is these broken like a scene with the broken glasses at and the he, eye doctor just like <laughs> no not at the eye doctor he goes back in and uh, Karen Page is like what happened and he like he had just gotten in a fight but he can't tell her that he just got in a fight because he's still hiding his his identity and he's like one of the icicles fell and it hit my glasses and it fell and I'm gonna go get new glasses <laughs> and then glasses. he comes in and goes sweet Christmas and it's, yeah. a, it's a Christmas story yeah and then it's a Christmas story <laughs> it's yeah. Netflix is a Christmas yeah. story what did we both eat this morning that I, I cannot know. focus because I'm just like uh, no, I love this 
this moment with the Netflix stuff because we get to be in this space right now where they've made two shows and I absolutely adored them both. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I have no mixed feelings about just responding enthusiastically to every image and piece of information we get because they have not in any way let me down. And it's the most beautiful space to be in where it's just like, whatever you guys are doing next, there is an incredibly good chance I'm going to love it. And that teaser (sighs) without showing anything new and just showed the past images was better than most teasers I've ever seen. (laughs) And it was literally like, hey, remember how great this was? Remember how great it's going to be? Oh, and Punisher's here. Like, it was just like, yeah. tap, 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 wah. And it's amazing. It was art, and it was, it was nothing new, but that's what I like in trailers. I like trailers to give me nothing, but give me a tone. And that's what Deadpool's done so well. Yeah, and that, that trailer was all about capturing the tone. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. that sort of, like, sanctimonious sort of, like, oh, this is, like, he's coming from a very, like, church background. Yeah. Like, there's fights with morality. And, Which like, is a, one of the interesting things about the characters. They yeah. always Captain worry we'll be lost or yeah. handled really badly. And, yeah. like, it hasn't been. And that's amazing. Oh, I love it. And I the love fact it. that there's Electra Punisher... Like we're probably gonna see Gladiator. Like there was one of those teaser <laughs> images early on with like right with the like saws, the saws also, mm-hmm. and the fire. You know he's there. There's like five villains potential, and I'm not worried. Yeah. yeah, like it's not Batman and Robin. Like I'm really excited for this to be handled well and see what a comic book world is like with multiple yeah. villains without there mm-hmm. being any worry of like you know. Yeah, and because they're on TV, they can do that because right. they have the extended seasons. Yeah. Which we'll all watch in two days, so it's just a big movie, and we know it. Like <laughs> yeah. they, they know what they're doing. It's perfect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, staying with uh, Netflix, uh, Iron Fist, according to Mike Coulter, who plays Luke Cage, has already been cast. What? And he's like, uh, well, let me just read the quote. Uh, the actor has been cast, uh, talking about Danny Rand, but he's in a basement somewhere. When the time is right, they'll let him up and tell him where he is. <laughs> tell him where he is. Yeah, I am excited. <laughs> You're in New Mexico. Run! <laughs> Run for the border. Uh, this is out, the beginning of your training. Get out of the U.S. Yep. If uh, you can make it to New York, you have the job. You are so, Iron Fist. So Coy. Welcome to Cuba. Coy. <laughs> Swim home. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. Uh, Coy, uh, you being our resident fan cast aficionado, uh, who who would you, like? We've we've said Ryan Philippi. Mm-hmm. Ryan Philippi was rumored for. Ro- I mean, selfishly beyond myself, who would start training tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> if needed. Uh, I really he gets a lot of crap, but I like Charlie Hunnam a lot. Yeah, um, I think Charlie Hunnam's really talented. I think he's got enough draw from people, and he has the right look. He has that like he looks like he has old money, but also looks like he can handle himself, and that's mm-hmm. really hard balance because you don't want a Bruce Wayne because Bruce Wayne is intentionally cocky and arrogant while he's Bruce Wayne. To yeah distract people mm-hmm. Danny Rand's a rich guy but yeah. he's not a dick yeah. so I think it's important to cast someone that looks like they have money but don't exude a certain sure. arrogance beyond that and I think Charlie Hunnam has that um, I'll have to think about it yeah okay he's the one I thought of when we talked about it yesterday he's, okay. he's my go to one Ryan Phillippe would be good I think he's a little older than I see uh, I agree Danny Rand as I agree I would also love to see an unknown uh, Charlie Cox when he was cast I'd only seen in like three or four things and I was like mm, I don't know but I'd love that for Danny Rand I'd yeah. love to keep seeing actors that we just don't know that well because yeah. it's, it's great for them to get the exposure and to be a, like a franchise yeah and well it's, it's the also, same with like Mike Coulter's Luke Cage like right. who was who that guy you and know like he was, in a, see, he was just in a couple things you right know? and I'd love to see someone that's actually a martial artist I think it's yeah. more important that they can act and do martial arts than their name and I think Marvel knows that so I'd yeah. rather have someone that looks like they can handle themselves I mean, I'd love I'd love Brewski to be freaking Iron Fist because he's like the guy in the Daredevil suit when Daredevil's not. Like, I'd love someone that can handle themselves in every way. So I can't really say because I don't know a lot of martial artist actors, and that's a problem. We should know more. Brewski, yeah. by the way, is your your yeah. stunt actor friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he was the guy that was the, the, the hallway fight scene for Daredevil. That's he was a stunt. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be amazing if they could do that. Um, so yeah, I'd love to see a martial artist actor actually get the part that we don't necessarily know. Yeah, 
What yeah. I would love about an unknown, especially if they are younger, is that I like I look at Iron Fist sort of primarily in terms of how he will eventually play off Luke. Right, right. Uh, and mm-hmm. and someone who is a little younger than him makes sense because I always want the sense that that Danny has less life experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that should be something that you sort of intuitively read from those guys, even yeah. though they are going to be equals and best friends. In I assume they're going to be equals and best friends. It's a little weird that like I got scared that we got so far into the Luke Cage process without having a Danny because right. I was like, yeah. what, what, what. What's happening? Uh, but, you know who I yeah. also like, and this is gonna man. I'm ready for the anger. I'm like, I'm, I'm already. Your I'm, anger. I'm building oh, up man. my. I'm building up my. Uh, I, Zach Efron. I knew you were gonna say that. I, <laughs> I like. Were, I, I like Zach Efron for it because yeah. he also has that that sense of wealth and also has that dude's body just banging. Uh, he could. He'd be. An <laughs> did awesome, you just say you want to bang that dude's body? I was saying that dude's body is banging. <laughs> that would be fine if you did. I'm just. Saying, I just want to make sure I heard you. Audience. Right. I can't <laughs> tell if you're joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, we need someone that looks like he can handle himself, and that guy, I, I don't know, I like Zach Efron for it too, because I want him in the Marvel Universe I've seen yeah. before. Yeah. Honestly, if you assume he's going to be kind of a punk and then he turns out to be awesome, that's not a bad casting. Right? That's, totally, that's what I'm saying. I want someone that has like a nest, and those are both actors with that nest of like, I don't know if we'll get along, but okay, you're cool. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, going back to the relationship that you were talking about, what I that is one of the things that I always liked, is that Luke Cage seemed to kind of be like the de facto leader of the duo mm-hmm. and that he was like the street smart one and that Danny Rand was like this spiritualist like almost optimist there was almost like a pessimist optimist thing going mm-hmm. on so yeah like that is kind of an important angle to right. get and, right like, and it's yeah. got to not be Bruce Wayne and that, that, yeah. that really is a difference that we haven't had a lot because Iron Man and Bruce Wayne are, are you know they're, they're anagrams mm-hmm. so it'd be really important to have this new flavor of rich superhero and I mm. think that we need the right casting for that still yeah. I, I vote unknown but if we need knowns Zach Efron Charlie Hunt. <laughs> I'm sorry, Internet. <laughs> uh, so let's jump over. Are we good? Do we want to move over to Fox? Corey's already drunk, apparently. Yeah, I said it's sober, Zach Efron. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, well, let's, let's talk Deadpool. Let's. Let's talk Deadpool, Does Corey. Here let's get people back on my side. Let's, oh, get, oh. let's draw them back in. Like, okay, let's, let's. But that's why we put chapters in this week, so people uh-huh. can skip my Zach Efron love. Oh, by the way, have you guys, have you guys noticed that we have these really cool new graphics over here. I, I, I can't see how much. It looks like I'm just like waving at the air for me, but... Uh, the I, worst I'm, Vanna White ever. I, like. I, uh, is, Matt, is Matt like high on something? He's just like <laughs> waving at the air, but but let us know how you like this stuff. We're, we're trying to create like chapters. We're going to be uh, uh, annotating our shows so that if you don't want us to be talking about like Agent Carter spoilers, you can be like, well, screw this. I don't want to listen to this. I want to jump to the next thing. And now you can. So uh, we're trying all that out. Please let us know what you think about it. Uh, if you have suggestions, uh, let us know. Let us know. You know, we want to make our show better for you guys. Right? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Doom We're- demands feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Send all uh, feedback uh, to P.O. Box uh, 6161610, uh, Latveria. Uh, Does the Latverian Embassy take uh, mm-hmm. unsolicited <laughs> Oh, they do. They do. Doom wants all feedback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's talk. Wow. Weird. Just, I minutes. told you, wow, man. We just, are just derailing. It is, it is a fun, fun show. I'm going to clarify uh, before I get myself in trouble that when I just made that, does anyone here care about Deadpool joke? That was sarcastic. We all everyone care about Deadpool. Everyone. <laughs> and now yeah, America does. some rage. <laughs> I love, actually, that's a good segue. I love that America now cares about Deadpool. The last two years, mm-hmm. he's gone from, like, not deep geek character, but, like, that thing that people dressed up as at Comic-Con that other people were like, Spider-Man? And everybody was like, no! <laughs> to full-fledged, like, he is the face of... of 
uh, an empire right now. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. and and then the comics reflecting. So Deadpool's the most meta character ever. Going from him being meta to being successful to him reflecting that success by being mm-hmm. meta in his already meta self aware comic is just mm-hmm. amazing. That he's funding a team of Avengers in through the comics right now through wear, his own merchandising which rights. Uh-huh. I am, every week I have a new Deadpool shirt. It's working. <laughs> like clearly, yeah. like I just. Uh, this was a gift, by the way, from Sir Steve, Steven. Yeah. I wanted to give uh, a shout out and love. I love this. Very good. Uh, it's Teenage the Ninja Turtles. Did Teenage you see it? Ninja yeah. Deadpool. That's awesome. So good. So, uh, so yeah. jealous of that shirt. So Deadpool. Uh, anyway, we've got some new bios that were came out. Um, comicbook.com found these, and they did screenshots. I believe they were advertisements on Hulu. Mm. Like, they were running between... Uh, episodes, I think. Uh, anyway, we've got, again, we've got it all at Geek Girl Authority if you want to go take a look at them, but there's some really good, some really good ones, and I thought we would point out some highlights. Uh, Amy, you said that the Colossus one. Yes, that, the really thing that jumped out at yeah. me from this set is, that, like, and I'm excited for this movie, and I love all of, I've loved nearly all of the, the, the Fox X movies, uh, but I'm used to sort of a lack of faithfulness, like, yeah. and that I didn't realize I was kind of, had just, We've just accepted, accepted it. Yeah. until I read this Colossus card, and I think I almost cried because this <laughs> card was written by someone who knows who Colossus is and character. understands it, which implies that the people working on this movie know who Colossus is. Do, do you want to read the what it yeah, says? Yeah, I'll, I'll, or, I'll read it. Uh, Colossus, uh, a lover, not a fighter, also a fighter, <laughs> uh, can, can transform entire body into organic steel, possesses super strength in his metallic state, poet. Artist deadlifts a dump truck. <laughs> wants Deadpool to join the X Men as if that is him. That That's is so awesome. perfectly it's basic, him. But like, it's, and it's very obviously it's, it's suitable in tone for a Deadpool movie because it's punchy and it's funny. Mm-hmm. But like, but that basic thing that like Colossus, he'd rather be doing art and poetry. But mm-hmm. he, this is the lot life has handed him, and he's also totally willing to be down for like. I I'm probably really unreasonably delighted by this freaking ad for a side character in the Deadpool movie. Like, f- it's five blurbs that completely sum up the character from the comics. That's impressive <laughs> writing. To be that succinct, <laughs> yeah. but also in tone of Deadpool is like... I was... Because I, I'm traveling from the, like, why is Colossus in a Deadpool movie? Fine, I'm gonna like it. It looks like this movie's gonna be great. I'm sure I'm gonna... But I accepted that it'd be some other version of Colossus yeah. again. Because uh, it's Fox. Nope. Like, yeah. But now it's X-Men. Like, like I've been saying, this is our soft reboot. This is how we get the X-Men. We're finally yeah. getting are X-Men in movies because society's ready. It's been, what, 15 years of comic movies yeah. slowly evolving. Like, you don't... I mean, change Always, is hard. The, the earlier X-Men movies are often correctly given credit for sort of creating the environment that could make Absolutely. these exist, which makes it sound as if the X-Men traveled back in time to create the future that they wanted to get us out. Like, that's the most Some X-Men sort of thing I've ever past. heard. Wow. That is the most <laughs> X-Men that's true. story. We're I mean, now the, living in the days of future past. And those characters, they, they sacrificed themselves uh, by letting themselves be what will now seem like inferior versions we know, for the I mean, sake of the future good of their entire race, by which I mean superheroes. James Marsden certainly did, because <laughs> that poor man can act and Bless is a good actor, heart. but he just is in there, just, Cyclops will one day be relevant and good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. I will sacrifice myself until that day comes. That's a great point, because yeah. I, I think right now is is society's zeitgeist. We're at the point of like the, yep. this precipice of like comics are totally acceptable deal with it and that's because of the 15 years of building up to this moment where Colossus has this blurb. <sighs> we did it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> guys, guys, we as a society, we've done it. I'm so <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's, that's our, those, are, those are our fans on the Cosmic Couch. Yep. A lot of them. Love big, them. Big, big, big clappers. 
Big clappers, those fans. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's uh, De- Deadpool. We already know. Like we know Deadpool. We, know we don't. Need, we don't need. Any, we don't need to go over that. Uh, but uh, Vanessa Carlisle is Deadpool's main squeeze. Lady of the evening by day and by night. Uh, tames the mark with a mouth, knows how to handle your ski balls, and definitely not a damsel in distress. I will point out that they did not say anything about her being like a shapeshifter or like. Yeah, that is super left out. It's, uh, I don't know if that's like we don't want to spoil anything that's coming, or if she doesn't do that at all. Um, I'm like the fact that it's left out intrigues me about her even more. Same, mm. you know, like I don't think it would. I, I don't know that I would want it put in there because like I. I feel like it's a surprise that's coming. I feel like they experiment on her the same way that I, I do they too. Did Especially Deadpool. that pod shot. There's a shot of her in the pod at yeah. one point in the trailer. Yeah, um, I really feel like that's like you know, I think that's a thing. Like, and these are, these aren't spoilers. These are just like us like guessing at what could possibly be. But sadly, none of us have seen it. Unlike most of our friends, yeah, So many people. Have so seen many this people movie. I know have seen this movie. I've also heard a uh, rumor that. Ron Reynolds as Deadpool himself will be at the Super Bowl handing out chimichangas. No, and he is. That he is. What? Yeah, he's he's going to be in a chimichanga truck at the Super Bowl handing out chimichangas on Friday. Now let the record show. I have never had a chimichanga. Wait, that's tomorrow. I, I've never had a chimichanga. Oh, dude, chimichangas I'm, I'm saving my first chimichanga for Thursday. I'm going right from the show, getting my first chimichanga at Salsa and Beer, and then going to a movie theater, getting three Mike's Hard Deadpool drinks, and just enjoying my life. What 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 uh, what theater are you watching it at? AMC Burbank. If anyone would like to come, it's going to be a hot mess. You'll see wow. me at my very worst. Very or your very best. Three Mike's Hards, Deadpool in. I'm just going to be not approachable, but I'm really excited. <laughs> wow. So, my first chimichanga Thursday. Oh, wow. No, I grew Deadpool up in... would have so much to say about the fact that you are popping your chimichanga cherry. I know, right? <laughs> chimichanga cherry. I'm ready for chimichanga cherry. Let's hashtag that, you guys. Chimichanga <laughs> cherry. Uh, Ajax, we, we, we've got to... Uh, skip it out. We've got to keep moving. Uh, uh, Ajax is weapons expert. Uh, did Deadpool wrong. Looks like a jerk. Is a jerk. Uh, and has enhanced strength and feels no pain. Uh, Angel Dust is, um, let's see, uh, uh, has no patience for Deadpool's nonstop banter, possesses superhuman strength and speed. Uh, Negasonic, I'm, we've talked about it before, I'm very interested. Her power is, uh, explosive personality can detonate powerful atomic bursts from her body. And she's actually learned how to channel those into a punch or a headbutt or, like, out of her chest. Like, she's learned how to kind of channel those bursts, so. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the next image of Deadpool, and that is uh, Wade Wilson with his mask off, standing with uh, Marina Baccarin. See, I feel like that's Vanessa the Carlo. closest to a spoiler we get, because it looks like she still loves him, and that makes me happy. See, I I didn't think that this was a shot from the movie. I thought this was just, like, backstage. Like, it's this pretty is... well lit. <laughs> that's that's a pretty cinematic image to be just, like, <laughs> two actors hanging out off. No, they're just, like, hanging out on like. Actors aren't just constantly beautiful like that. I've That's never not seen a crafty truck lit like that. Personally. No, it's not. It's look. It's obviously not a crafty truck. There's like destruction <laughs> behind them. I get that, but like, I don't know. I just kind of. There's like a giant solar light. Like there's a 4K no, up into the I right. Get dude. I get it. I thought this was a moment between takes. Like oh, see, I saw it as like, hey, at the end, I unmask, and I've been so worried about looking like an avocado, and now you love me still, and look at us together. Why would they put that picture up? Because. They've been so good at marketing, they have to fall at some point. I uh, see. I didn't. Uh, wow. If wow. that's a casual pick, Ryan Reynolds is real angry. At <laughs> He's like, Tim, I want another take. 
He's like, he's like, I wanted a, I wanted a damn chimichanga. I ordered it like an hour ago. Where's Crafty? It's right behind us. I'm standing just candidly near Crafty. I shouldn't have destroyed Crafty when I got mad. I, I think that the marketing has been so good that they're now actually just slowly releasing these. This is a picture that Fox would have released like month one for Fantastic Four. Like they've yeah. learned what to do. I don't think. It's only a week till the movie comes out, so I, I think at this point they're just throwing images out out yeah. of context. That could be the end of the movie. And all right, well, I hope I didn't spoil anything. I I didn't think it was that, but uh, hopefully. no, no, I'm hoping we're guessing. All right, uh, Deadpool gets a 15 rating in the UK, which is I think pro- like UK listeners, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's probably the equivalent of like a rated R. But they're they like will allow 15 year olds to go, whereas America's cool. like 18. 16 year olds can drink, right? So apparently everything just happens faster over there. Yeah. Well, they're li- yeah. more about like living than we are here. We're like, boom, R. Like, <laughs> America's so. Pr- I mean, we were founded by like, you know, a certain type of people and it stuck around. UK is yeah. like, yeah! I respect you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, by the way, that is that is not meant to uh, this is insult. Not the views. This this is, is, these aren't the views expressed by Marvel or anyone affiliated. <laughs> these are Koi's views of America and the mm-hmm. UK and my pride. Uh, no, I think that it's a cool sign that like that that world yeah. is. Uh, I think the fifteen rating suits this movie, and I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah, and some lucky fifteen year olds are going to get to go see uh, Deadpool in a week. I think it, I think it opens on the same day in the UK. Uh, Deadpool's also going to get an unrated home release when it comes to DVD, uh, and uh, we also have one more picture to show, and that is Heroes and Douchebags Venn diagram for Deadpool, uh, <laughs> which is also rated fifteen. <laughs> which is also rated fifteen. Be be wary. Uh, oh, we don't, we don't have that. I, I I must have forgotten to send that in. I apologize. Uh, but you can see it on GeekGirlAuthority.com. And it's a Deadpool between two Venn diagrams that have been made to look like boobies. So Someone in the live chat just asked me what I would how I would feel about a PG-13 version. And I feel that it would not be Deadpool because uh, Deadpool does not... I, I, a lot of superheroes can be PG-13. Deadpool, by his very nature, is a character that needs to be R. I think they could have done it, but it would have been a very tame, not as... This is going to be full. This is going to be an actually self-sustained Deadpool film, and I don't think it could have been. I was willing to try it. I'm just glad I don't have to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a, a very brief side note, uh, which I think I have neglected to mention up to now. I work at a comic book store and have for a oh, long time. Which one? Uh, House of Secrets in Burbank, California. Uh, it's a you good one. On, it's a really good one. Um, you have to say that. We're on the air. <laughs> I actually don't have to say that. I legitimately love that comic book. That's where I met Amy. Because that's where I buy my comics. That's where I'm going right after this to buy Miles Morales number one. For a long time, you were just that guy who buys all the Spider-Man. I was the weird, the guy like, Silver Ages? You got him? Okay. It's an instantly good impression. That's That's true. Uh, But, uh, so this has been a long struggle. Like, as a a retailer or someone who works there, uh, there are no kid-friendly Spider-Man, or Deadpool books. Mm -hmm. Like, and kids love Deadpool. Because for years now, he's been been an internet star much longer than he's been a movie Mm -hmm. star. And uh, he's been in video games, and people have seen the things everywhere, and uh, there's nothing I can give them without, <laughs> like, a, parents, please flip through this. Mm-hmm. I promise you want to flip through this. Uh, and mostly they'll buy it anyway. But it, it, it's kind of frustrating. Like, But in that sense, I'm relieved that they didn't do a PG-13 mm-hmm. movie, because at least it's sort of more consistent of, like, yeah, there's going to be over-the-top violence, there's going to be language. It's like letting the parents That's, flip through the movie. You're, you have to bring your kids because it's rated R. If they're under 17, you got to be with them because... Yeah, parental guidance is suggested for a reason. And it would have been exactly. like, would have castrated Deadpool PG-13. So yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, all right. Scoop it about. Scoop, scoop, scoop. Uh, Legion over at Fox. This news just broke today. Yeah. Uh, they've cast, like, uh, it, their lead. I don't know if these other two are leads, but uh, they've cast them as well. Dan Stevens from Downtown Abbey. I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> downtown <laughs> Abbey? It's an Abbey downtown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So not the Uptown Abbey. No, yeah, no, no. Not a, no, 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 no. It's Downtown Abbey. Uh, downtown Abbey uh, is uh, going to play the lead. 
He's playing. He's playing the lead of uh, David Holler, I believe is the name. Yes, sir. Am I correct? Did I remember that correctly? You did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not much. I'm not. I'm not the Legion guy that you are. Now, Legion is, I think, one of the best. Have you read X Men Legacy: The New Run? Only the beginning. Okay, X Men Legacy is, I think, one of the best new X Men in the last ten years. Now, do you think that book is the reason the show is happening? I do. Because I can't help wondering. Good. I was like, that's the the only Legion thing that's happened that relevant in, in like twenty years until this book. This book is so good that it makes you love every new X Men you don't care about yet. Like, all the unsavory <laughs> characters that you're just like, oh, a kid in a yellow and blue outfit at Xavier's school. Those characters suddenly become relevant. See, I love always them. love those kids by, like, automatically. It's their That's book. my catnip. Like, ugh. Read it. X-Men, uh, X-Men Legacy is self-sustained. You don't Ruth. Need to know. Ruth is huge in it, right? Right. She's, yeah. like, one of the bigger... She's the second lead. Uh, you don't need to know anyone else any except... Are any of these characters on the show her? Because I, I think they're Aubrey Plaza is kind of a, kind of a her? Uh, yeah, parallel too. That's what I think. Uh, so Legion is a character that's completely self-sustained, which is good for the universe because you can have the show be independent from the films. The how character is, references... How is he self-contained? Like, his X-Men, dad is Xavier. But in X-Men Legacy, they only reference it as like a mental problem. Okay. Like, they only go into his mind, and, and Xavier is like this ominous like thing I have to deal with. So they can do that in the movie without mm-hmm. having to tie in, so it's the perfect baseline for a TV show. And if that does well, you can open up more, but it's a great place to start because it's an independent world set within the X-Men world that's new and exciting. And it doesn't feel like it's the ultimate stuff where it's like, new is good equal movie. It's actually a new book that is good and deserves a movie. And it's only 24 issues. X-Men Legacy, pick it up. It's brilliant. Legion's a, a great character that was totally unutilized. Not Well, not utilized to his full potential until this book. Yeah. So, and that was uh, Spurrier, right? Wrote that? Yeah. yeah. And it recently well, I looked him in the little the Age of X thing that they were mm-hmm. doing in the previous run of X-Men Legacy, and I it, like, so this show has been terribly exciting to me. I just mm-hmm. have a million questions about like yeah. how we got here and how this is happening, but Fargo like, show the runners? team behind it, yeah. It's huge. <laughs> like, yeah. how they got such, Aubrey Plaza is a huge TV Aubrey actress. Aubrey Plaza's gonna be in an X-Men yeah. thing. I'm so excited. Like, it's such a big scope thing that looked like a small thing based off a tiny thing that has now become it'll become a huge thing yeah I hope same, so. same thing yeah I hope no so. like I like I'm more like uh the same way I think I got you reading Doctor Strange, like I'm going to have to go read Legion <laughs> it's now. It's so good, man. It's yeah. only 24 issues. It's really bite sized. Like, I like. I read the first. Backs. I read the first yeah. issue. And was like, I really don't know what's going on. <laughs> and you uh, might I'm, not until I'm the not... 24th issue. Okay. Good I to warn know. you. Everyone reading know. the book, you'll whole time just be like, existential crisis, metaphysics, the meaning of life, manhood, and then by the end you're like, I'm a better human, and that was a good book. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. All right. Alright, well, I'll have to check it out. Uh, anyway, uh, as you uh, heard Koi said, Aubrey Plaza and Gene Smart have also been cast in it. Um, and, uh, you can go to, uh, Geek Girl Authority to see, uh, see the, their characters and everything. Uh, Aubrey Plaza is playing a, a girl named Linny, and Gene Smart is Melanie. Uh, Linny is, uh, despite a life of drugs and alcohol abuse, knows that any day now her life is gonna turn around. So she's like the opposite, uh, the optimist. And, uh, Gene Smart is kind of like a, uh, a, a motherly therapist. So, yeah. Anyway, you can see the full breakdown on those uh, on GeekGoldAuthority.com. Let's go over to Marvel! Uh, we're we're going to talk about some new Civil War art that has shown up, uh, where we see uh, the two teams assembled. We've seen a lot of this stuff, where it's like the two teams are fighting off, or like, here's Steve's team, and here's Tony's team. Uh, what's interesting about this artwork, I found, is that we do not have Scarlet Witch on yeah. Steve's mm. team. We do, however, have Sharon Carter, Agent 13, who's played by Emily Van Camp, uh, who, if you remember Winter Soldier, uh, had like a, not a big part, but like but a she was, interesting one. an interesting part. Like she was the neighbor, she was a nurse, and then it turned out she was an agent, and then at the very end, she like chooses to side with S.H.I.E.L.D., whatever else. Um, so, uh, oh, uh, 
Okay. Uh, so um, we, uh, yeah, we've we've got these pictures, but um, we don't have Scarlet Witch. Which is interesting because That's interesting she was the first image they showed of the team. Like, yeah. she's also the big plug at the end of the spoiler for a movie a year ago. Uh, she's also like the new <laughs> Avenger that everybody's like, oh, and she's like using her powers in the trailer. Like, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's pretty exciting. It's but. a big thing, but she's she's not in it. Yeah. And it, it, what? So I I'm just so confused. And Gamer Girl also points out we also don't have Vision. Maybe oh, we don't have Vision? Oh, was, I'm going to have to go double check that. Yeah, so they were both on the new Avengers. They were both on Cap's side, I believe. Right. So, I mean, we have, vi- we have no, Vision. Oh, the, okay. the, the artwork I'm looking at, Vision is with Tony and Vision. But... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just looking at a couple specific specific pieces. Um, but uh, in, the, in, these, in the pieces with Emily Van Camp... Um, we uh, we we do have vision. Okay. So, um, but uh, thank you, gamer girl. Uh, but there, uh, was, there was one piece of concept art earlier that had like Scarlet Witch sort of facing off against Vision, and I wonder if yeah. they're now like maybe we should be hiding that because that's probably going to be kind mm. of an emotional thing. Yeah. I forget that they don't have that relationship yet in the movies, but but they have like teammate thing going yeah. on. Yeah. So well, and, like there was that sweet moment in Age of Ultron where he like saved her like. Like this Christ-like figure, and just kind of looked up at the sun as he flew up. There's also that look where she was kind of like, "Look at that guy!" As soon as he showed up in the first place, which I just thought of as a cute little Easter egg for all of us. But yeah, that's kind of mm-hmm. what I thought too. Like, <laughs> oh, I love this man, even though he's not a man, but is he? <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I just I, I found that interesting. I, I, I so like the question becomes like, is she does she have a more substantial part than we're giving her credit for? Which would make sense for a Captain America movie. It, Instead it of absolutely film. would. It absolutely would. So, my, you know, like, we know that this Did film... they just remember that Sharon's in it? You know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so, like, but, the, like, if they're putting her in the posters, then they want to, they want audiences to know she's in it. Hmm. Right. You know? Uh, so that, to me, translates as maybe they didn't know how big of a role she was going to have until they got into post, and then now they're, like, a couple months out from the movie, they're like, oh, my God, you know what? Like, she's got a much larger hmm. role in this than we've kind of owned up to in our promotion promotional art so I don't know I don't know the live chat for us so there's some panic in the disco wait what oh, no. there's a it's, it's there are, there's lots of chaos. oh yeah we're, ha- we're having like a little internet issue I think uh, Hydra the, uh, our, it's all Hydra Damn it's all Hydra uh, but my Twitter's still working. I'm still checking that out every once in a while. Well, the live chat's fine. It's, our video's gone. So uh, if there's oh, any, no. if there's any issue oh. during the show, okay. So we're good. Um, welcome back. Welcome back. All right, we're back. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, I, 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 I just again, there's nothing. There's no news there. It was just interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So I think it shows how much more of a Captain America film is going to be, which we keep getting yeah. pieces of that because yeah. they know it looks like an Avengers movie, and, and people joke it's an Avengers movie. I think showing her as that character being such a relevant part is mm-hmm. kind of like we know it's Cap. Well, yeah. let me ask you this: Do you think that that is the niece to Agent Carter? Like she is like in the comics, yeah. that's her. Oh, I think she, she, she has the hallway scene in uh, did super great in in Winter Soldier. Yeah, but did she reference Peggy? She we know she does. Or I guess I don't, we, think, I don't think Steve Rogers knows. I think he doesn't. Know. But she basically she's on the phone, and and then he's just like, "What was that?" And she's like, "Oh, my aunt." She, there's that oh, hallway conversation that I didn't, I, I didn't I, hear that. Okay, oh, I'll have to go back to, and watch it now, fantastic. just for that like one little what was second. Because she's talking through something right at the beginning of that mm-hmm. hallway scene, and it's super great. And I'm trying to remember if it and if it was like Winter Soldier. It, yeah, it's I I feel like if I'm remembering correctly, it's sort of a coded reference to like the sort of. I may be reading way too much into this and remembering it wrong. But like, what I'm remembering it as is the way she, the way in the comics, like, 
uh, Peggy sort of elderly, and, and and we know that in the movies she's kind of mm-hmm. maybe borderline Alzheimer-y about mm-hmm. uh, Steve Rogers. And there's something in the dialogue in that hallway scene that I felt like was a reference to that. And it's now been so long that I can't remember exactly yeah, what it was. Been at least but like, like if you watch me. back through that that her being on the phone to her aunt, it reads very much some some reference there that I thought was intentional and have now forgotten. And we'll <laughs> resee it in this because they'll definitely reference it. In, yeah, because she's on the poster. Scooby 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 Scooby. So. So, uh, uh, by the way, uh, this isn't a, a big thing, but some Coke cans were sent out to like select uh, comic book like journalists and stuff like that this week, um, and where they have like this minimalistic artwork of uh, some of the Avengers mm-hmm. on them, uh, with a note saying something like about more is coming for the Super Bowl. Uh, so I just want all of our listeners to be ready to watch the Super Bowl. Uh, to see what else is coming. I I really I almost wonder if like them having Emily Van Camp and the promotional art these last couple weeks means she's gonna be at the Super Bowl. Means that she in the chimichanga truck handing yeah. out coke cans. Yep, yep. <laughs> she's oh, that would mean yeah. they struck a deal Fox and then I'd be Marvel really just happy. Out, just like here's your coke to go through your chimichanga. Yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> if there was an out of nowhere Fox Marvel deal on Super Bowl day, on I Super think Bowl we day. would the internet would break in half. And, and yeah. just no more sports. Yeah, yeah. we're just like yeah, the, no football game, the football game doesn't matter. It's just this bond of Fox and Marvel, like oh, and sports. And then it was like, like all of a sudden, like a like a sort of like merry making pole like rises and like they kind of like dance around the the merry pole. The maypole, yeah. Yes. yeah, the maypole. Thank you. Uh, uh, Someone anyway. has a question before we move on. Uh, Ethan Rowe wanted to know what we think of the idea that Falcon is the guy that trains your sides because he feels left out. I haven't heard that idea. Um, I hope that that's not what they do. I kind of don't want to see like there are some friendships in like comics that They're are sacred. I feel sacred. I agree with that, and that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Like Tony and Steve are very good friends and like in some level they're probably like even best friends like mm-hmm. they depend on each other a lot but there's always been that sort of animosity with yeah. each other and that makes sense because they're opposite type people I exactly. think that the Falcon Cap team up is very important to each of them yeah. and they, they kind of com- they complete each other they, they do, do. He's the modern Cap in a lot of ways, and currently in the comics, the modern Cap, and I think he needs that anchor. So I, I don't personally think he's going to switch sides. I think it's a, it'd be an interesting moment, but it wouldn't be comic appropriate. It wouldn't be yeah. you know, character appropriate. I, I almost wonder if it'll be Scarlet Witch or Agent 13. Like Again, like the fact that they made that change is just like throwing me for a loop. I, like, I feel like there's something there. Comes I'm probably wrong. I'm probably very wrong. Wait, three months? May is so soon. It's 2016. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Three months? Yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, we had a couple like behind-the-scenes uh, pictures that James Gunn posted, but the one I want to show that I'm very excited about is uh, Chris Pratt on his Instagram, I believe, yeah. uh, took a picture of him uh, holding the Awesome Mix Volume 2 in his Sony Walkman. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I just again, it's not news. It's just awesome, and you guys should see it if you I'm have so it. Excited. Like, it's just like, it, and like you can see like the the close up of his arm has like he's wearing the jacket. And you can see the like he's wearing the the red Star Lord pants. Yeah, you know, and you, you can see just the edge of the coat, and it just reminds you how much you loved Guardians One. Yeah, the movie is so good. Yeah, but like it's just so funny because now you're just like, oh, I wonder what's on that awesome mixtape volume two. Like, yeah. what's gonna what glorious things are gonna underscore such wonderful scenes as like ego blasting through space, voiced by Al Pacino. <laughs> yes. We hope. We've Fan casted Al Pacino as Ego, and I now it. I can think of nothing better. Yeah. I love it. Once again, this is the perfect teaser, because it is a shot that is both nostalgic, not revealing, shows an excitement from the actor, and it gives you nothing away except for the feeling that you had while watching the first yeah, movie. Just, yeah. That is how you do it. Dead on the same thing you said about Daredevil. It reminded you how much you loved the last mm-hmm. one, and why you have faith in the new one, and gives how you a little tone. And, and what's funny, this isn't like a Marvel thing. This isn't like Marvel. Chris like, Pratt just This did. is Chris Pratt just saying, 
freaking cool you know what's is awesome? this? This is awesome. Oh As my Star god. Lord would do. Yeah, like they should actually just make that a, a poster. Like they should just do that. Oh yeah, that's uh-huh. already done. They should totally just do that. I feel like that's how the Deadpool marketing worked. Ryan Reynolds, because uh, did you read that interview where he talked about how he helped marketing and like vice versa? So basically, we, we're done with Deadpool. We've already passed uh, it. I'm just kidding. Week I'll talk, talk about it. Talk so about uh, it. Deadpool had an interview, uh, and I'll, I'll post you it on Twitter. You just said Deadpool had an interview. I did because okay. Ryan Reynolds was born Deadpool and uh, then just only right. put on the costume recently. Oh, he just got revealed. So uh, basically he did uh, marketing with the team the whole time and he would like call them once a week and be like hey wait, what do you guys think about this idea? I have the suit let's just film it and they would on the spot this whole run has been Ryan as Deadpool inventing the marketing with the marketing team because oh my god every that's marketing so panel was lobbying oh. for it so they had a lot more freedom and once again making an indie superhero movie is good because you have power and then you create this kind of art which is what it's meant to be Scoop it about. Scoop it about. You scoop it about yourself. Scoop it about myself because I can work with that message. Good work. Uh, so let's talk about Thor Ragnarok real quick, where uh, the film's director, I, I never know if I'm saying it correctly, uh, Taika Watiti wants to bring humor to the film, and he also kind of talked about uh, Marvel and everything else. So I'm just going to run through some quotes real quick, and you guys can comment them if, they, if you'd like. Uh, on Marvel's desire to keep their films fresh, he said... Uh, they, meaning Marvel, are constantly looking for the best story. They'll tear everything down to rebuild it and make sure they have the best story. They've got their dark films. Some are more serious. And I think it's great that they're mixing it up with uh, Thor Ragnarok. I really want to inject my style of humor into this. I don't know. Like, I think that's... Ex- so, Thor Ragnarok, they already have the script for that. They go to ta- uh, Taika, or Taika, or T-A-I-K-A, uh, and they're like, Hey, uh, we want you for this because it's a little bit too dark right now. And now he's like working to put his own spin on it. And I just, I don't know. I think that's really awesome because they've been like, here's, we've done 30 drafts of Thor, but it's still not right. Let's go do like another five or six, mm. you know? And it, that's just encouraging to me that we're going to get like, at the very least, the base of what they're starting with is a solid script. Right. Yeah. Whether or not like studio interference, like whatever other elements come into it, like start to screw it up. We'll see. But starting with a solid base, I think I'm, I'm excited about. So, um, let's see. Um, he doesn't know if he's going to be writing the script. The big, the big thing that came out is that he was asked if they're going to make Hulk smarter mm-hmm. in this. If it's going to be Bruce Banner still the smart one and Hulk is the dumb brute, you know, who like is marginally in the control of Bruce Banner. And, uh, he said, it's interesting because at the moment there's a big conversation that's happening about how far to push that, meaning if he's intelligent or not whether or not the Hulk should be verbal and conscious of who he is. Uh, He goes on to say, I think a lot of those conversations have more to do with what's going to come up in future movies. So I think a lot of those decisions are larger larger group decisions rather than anything to do with just me or the writer. They have a lot of stuff to consider. Smart, and he knows, because what what you change in one major movie affects the entire universe. Exactly, exactly. But it does sound as if that's... A conversation. It's a conversation. It's not off the table. It's something that they're considering. And they go, they're like, I think, an early pre production right now. They start filming this summer down in mm-hmm. Australia. So that's something that they're going to have to get on pretty quickly, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Like, what? how do you guys feel about that? Do you want a, Hulk, a smart Hulk, or do you care that much? Or. I, I think it's an interesting thing, but it's sort of too soon to pull the trigger on it. I realize we're several movies in, but like, I wouldn't want. Because sort of the the more intelligence you give to the Hulk, the less basic conflict there is for mm-hmm. Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. Because if he is just as smart and can control himself, except he's super strong as Hulk, he doesn't really have a fundamental problem anymore. Um, and there have been interesting runs done like that in the comics. But I think like small progress in that direction, I think is in- more interesting and more mm-hmm. rewarding. Because um, there's uh, somewhere else, the Taika had said something about like 
you get a lot of mileage out of limitations. And he was talking about budget and in filmmaking, mm-hmm. but I think it applies to story situations. Absolutely. Like having a Hulk with more limitations is more interesting territory, although yeah. it might probably cut down the awesome banter possibilities, which I think is what he's sort of looking at there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm, I love the funny moments and the banter, but I think it's worth limiting yourself that way so you get this uh, more consistent, more basically conflicted version of Hulk. That's how I vote. I don't know. I feel like the more I think they're gonna do the thing where the more often he's Hulk, the minds start to merge mm. and he starts to be more and more like Ruffalo becomes Hulk and Hulk. Yeah. I mean, Bandit, which was happening sorry. by the end of uh, right. <laughs> by the end of Avengers, that was starting to happen anyway. So I yeah. think with the movie being a full on team up between these two, I think the way the banter will work is having him have glimpses of intelligence as the Hulk, and I think that's the best way to do it because then if we ever get a Hulk solo film, if he's already intelligent, like you're saying, it won't there won't be as much to flesh out. Mm. You're just like, hey, this guy's really strong and smart. What a dynamic. Superman? You're kind of weird looking, but yeah. good to be you. Yeah, yeah. Like, like when he played baseball and stuff and just wore the suits. And like that just didn't, that's not as, as, as much conflict which we need for the film. Unless they introduce a good villain, but that's hard with the, the Hulk villains to have that kind of, we don't want to just have another abomination where it's Hulk again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think having the Hulk with some intelligence would give us glimpses and it would also add conflict and stakes because you wouldn't know which Hulk you're dealing with. So that would allow us the comedy, it would allow us the, the, the high stakes, and I think that's what he's referring to is I think they're trying to find like a nice 70 30 or some sort of mix. So I think, I hope we get some intelligent Hulk. I hope mm-hmm. it Consistent intelligent. I mean, yeah. if you want to put like a wacky Asgardian amulet that makes him able to communicate for cool. some portion of the movie and mm-hmm. gives you banter possibilities, then I won't argue with that. You can destroy it by the end. We'll be all sad. Yeah, that'd be cool. so much fun. I like that idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, I, uh, I'm i kind of on the 70-30 train. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing him like struggle to be intelligent, mm-hmm. but I also... I'm with you. Like I, I like the struggle that Banner has with the Beast. Like, and that mm-hmm. if he becomes like hype every single time he's become hyper intelligent in the comics, I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> you know, like, and then I miss like that struggle. Like, I like I think one of my favorite runs was um, I forgot who was writing it, but when they did the Incredible Hulk and, and Banner made the deal with Shield, like and it was a very recent run where he's like, look, uh, if you'll fund me to be like this miracle maker you can have the Hulk whenever you need him. Mm. And I liked that because that was like a deal that he was like, I don't like being the Hulk. I don't want to be the Hulk, but I do like saving the world. And everyone knows Bruce Banner as this possible monster. They don't know that I'm smarter than Stark or the other guys and that I can do these amazing things if I just had a team, you know? So I I don't know. I'm kind of mixed on it myself. I think if they find a balance, that'll be the way to win it. I still worry about this whole film. Uh, I think Thor 3 is going to be good, but I, I mean, I love all the movies. I'm biased. Yeah. I like, I mean, obviously. But I uh, I do worry that they're making a potentially dark storyline with a comedy director that's inserting more comedy because sometimes you need the darkness. And, mm-hmm. and like Hector was talking about, it'd be really great to finally have our Shakespearean giant scope that the first one went for, but if we could commit more, like the X-Men mm-hmm. thing, if we could dive in 100% like the X-Men are, then we could have a Thor that's very unique. This middle ground could be really good. I don't know the script. I can't say, but yeah. I'm worried from the outset, and I know nothing better. I mean, I can't. Yeah, know. well, and it's 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 interesting that you bring up Shakespeare because like the first one was Kenneth Branagh. So yeah. like when they bring Kenneth Branagh, and you're like, oh, okay, like this Billy is, Shakes. They're, yeah. yeah, Billy Shakes. They're like <laughs> doing this. Like this is going to be serious. Like they're bringing a Shakespearean tone to this, and right. like that's. And all- for the record, there's funniness and there's clowniness in Shakespeare quite frequently, Which but it's yeah. always against Which this sort nails. of epic, tragic background thing. Yeah. And so t- like I think I could really, really enjoy like a goofy Thor buddy movie. Movie, but that's not the same thing as this, and I'm not totally like I hope they pull it off brilliantly. And I'm sitting mm-hmm. here being like, can't believe I didn't see that coming. But, yeah, like Joss Whedon's Much Ado. Speaking of like yes. Marvel, I mean, in between Avengers, he made Much Ado, which is a brilliant comedy, but Shakespearean. I would yeah. love that buddy cop movie. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. That's what I want. Well, <laughs> if uh, what we do in the shadows is any indication, 
It's funny. It's going it, like he's a good director. Oh, like, yeah, I mean, that, like what we do in the shadows is one of the best made films I've ever seen. It's so like, okay, that's funny. fantastic. I haven't I am, seen that one. It's really good. Oh my god, it is so funny. The special, it's a. Uh, it's very much like a um, found footage sort of show, like a mm-hmm. documentary crew is following him around kind of thing. Uh, but they have like vampire special effects; they're like pulled off flawlessly, and it looks real. Like, you, like there, you have like a, a bat transformation scene where like these two vampires are fighting as bats and as vampires, and they just keep transforming back and forth between the two, and it looks real. Like That's it's awesome, and it's hilarious. Like he knows the tone, he knows how to do it. Like he's a solid director; he's a very good choice. Uh, I'm just in, I'm just worried that it's not the right direction from the studio. Mm-hmm. Can Ty, can Taika pull it off? Absolutely. Uh, is it the right direction from the start? I don't know. I don't Time know. will tell. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's all the uh, movie and studio news that we have. But we do still have Agent Carter to talk about. Uh, Voice of Doom. What did you think about this week's Agent Carter, sir? Uh, for me, this was the first. This was the week where the show fi- like took off for season two. I agree. Uh, I've enjoyed it, but this was. I mean, we got that a beautiful. Spo- by the way, possible spoilers. Uh, England. I know that you guys don't get this until like next week. I think so. You're like a week behind us. Uh, so, uh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! I'll never hear again. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, to use, uh, use our beautiful annotations and our beautiful topic lists over here to know that when we're done talking about Agent Carter. Uh, so, Voice of Doom, take us through it. Uh, I mean, we got the, they finally are getting into the Arena Club, getting, that we think they finally are gonna crack the case, get a warrant to search yeah. the secret place, and that's a big step for them to take, even though they didn't get in. Um, for me, the best part of it was the the beautiful backstory that we got about from uh, from Peggy's childhood, and the reveal of her getting engaged, and then breaking oh man, all yeah, that stuff, um, and perfectly matched and played alongside uh, the Madame Mask backstory. Yeah, Whitney Frost. Yeah, yeah, Whitney Frost. I don't know what to call her. She's Whitney. She's Agnes. She's Mask. Tons of names, but it was all for me. It was great. Um, it was and it was just a well directed, well written, well balanced episode. Yeah, I totally agree. Like the the whole like backstory thing that they did with uh like that sort of like antagonist protagonist backstory like shared backstory uh, flashback stuff was so good. It was so good, and it is like I felt myself like not crying, but like tears behind my eyes. Like, should I come out right now? Like when they had the whole reveal of like what Sounds happened painful. with Pet. Yeah, it was. Oh, they were forcing themselves out. <laughs> Tears behind my eyes. Uh, uh, but, um, yeah. Oh, hey, what's up, boys? Do? Oh, you got your Peggy your Peggy Carter hat. Oh, and by the way, this, uh, go for it, Amy. This Peggy, look, little Peggy Carter from uh, Voice of Doom. Oh, she's so cute. She's the best. I love See, her. We, uh, we match. You match. No, you you guys look exactly the same. Yeah. I, in fact, I thought you which were Haley Atwell for which? a second. Yeah. Very confused for a second. The headset makes it difficult to uh, put the hat on. <laughs> I thought that was just your giant brain. <laughs> uh, those of you who enjoy the uh, the Agent Carter After Buzz show, which we do on uh, Tuesday nights right after the airing on the West Coast, uh, are familiar with this hat. And, uh, I'm sorry I missed you guys this week. I'll be back. I'll be back again uh, next Tuesday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, Agent Carter this week was great. And next week looks uh, super intense. Like uh, the, the We have the trailer up at Geek Girl Authority. You can find it all over the internet as well. But... Uh, if you're looking for a specific place to go, we have it there at the very uh, bottom of the rundown. Um, and uh, there, it, it, the trailer ends with a literal cliffhanger. <laughs> Reader's like, oh, God, oh, man, I bet Peggy Carter dies. 
I can't wait to catch up on the show. Yeah, you've got to catch up. It's it's been very very good. Um, so yeah, that's all the news that we've got today. Now we're going to turn our attention to our Merry Marvelites. Uh, Coy, do you have some five star reviews? I uh, do. So, right. by the way, Amy, every single week we go through iTunes and we uh, give a shout-out to anyone who leaves us any sort of, con- like, negative, positive. We try to cover the gamut. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and uh, we've got our Twitter and uh, we, give, we give our shout-outs. We love our fans. We love we love our fans. So, for some reason, iTunes skipped from November to January uh, 28th. So, if there's anyone that left in between those dates and I missed somehow, they're not here anymore. And I apologize and we still love you. Uh, Mr. Poop Magool. <laughs> Yep, that's his real name. Fantastic. That's probably his real name. His mom loved him very much. Uh, Idaho Ducks fan. Good sportsing. Uh, Sep13, you're on our uh, Twitter and live chat all the time, and he said, just realized every time we said Marvel Movie News fan, we were talking about him. We appreciated the input, man. Oh. Uh, Covet and Scott say we're the best we are at what we do. Appreciate it. Thanks. And Ernie KD said that he's been listening for almost the whole run, and he loves it, but we lately have been talking about I more than the the stuff, so like talking about ourselves too much. Oh, interesting. I appreciate the feedback, and and I will work on it. Don't. (laughs) Uh, Uh, No, I appreciate it. No, we will work on it, Coy. We We will work on it. That's not I. But no, but he doesn't want us to say oh. I. I'm saying I'm taking I out of it. See? I'm trying to fix the problem on the air and saying we will work on it. Uh, thank you for that feedback. That is yeah, actually yeah, we'll really good that. feedback. You know, uh, we don't want this show to be about us. This is about you guys and the news mm-hmm. and, and the things that we love. So, uh, Aiden at Installation 04 uh, says, if you find the time for a shout out, uh, it would make my whole week. Can't wait to hear your Deadpool movie impressions. So. Uh, there's your shout out, Aiden. How about it? Uh, Alisa Trujillo, uh, at Miss Alyssa T says, catching up on my favorite podcast YouTube show. And then she had a picture of, uh, you and Zach from last week. Uh, I would like to point out she didn't have a picture of me. Uh, which, <laughs> which I can only imagine that you and uh, uh, Zach are her favorite parts of the show. I mean, and that's okay. That's okay. Everyone has their favorites. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Some people like Deadpool. Some people like Doctor Strange. It's they're two completely different characters. Different flavors. And I, same universe. I get it. But uh, it was fun. like I felt. I see. Here I go again. I'm saying I. See, I, you know we what? Felt. Well, who, no, we felt. Who was that fan? Know. Who was that fan that said that? Uh, that was oh no. on iTunes. Oh, the stakes. The stakes are so high. Uh, that was Ernie KD. We're gonna watch out, Ernie KD. Ernie KD. I apologize for that. Uh, oh, mm, it is so hard to not. Sam. Ernie KD. Apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> Quit smiling, you idiot. You're supposed to be a professional. I am so not professional today. Uh, uh, one of our like super fans at I hate you, uh, uh, Jurgen. I think I'm saying that correct. Um, wanted to. Uh, oh, he tweeted at uh, at uh, Deadpool asking when Ryan Reynolds was going to be. Yeah, I guess. saw that. I yeah. appreciate that. And I, the amount of people the last like three weeks who have tagged me in tweets with Ryan Reynolds is just like I love Deadpool and the, the love spreading on Twitter yeah. is fantastic. It makes Aww. me so happy. Yeah. Anytime you guys send me like a comic you're reading at Deadpool or a picture or anything, it like it warms the cockles. So I'm really excited. It's uh, the same thing anytime anyone does anything with Dr. Yeah, Strange. Yeah, it's so cool yeah. that they like that's an association that I was able to like unleash on the world. That's so cool. So guys, uh, much love. Yeah, all the love. Uh, Darren Jacques by the way, Darren owns a massage parlor and spa in Pasadena. That I'm gonna, we're gonna. Corey's no. leaving. Corey's <laughs> leaving to go there right now. Uh, he uh, he made the suggestion that the guests on the cosmic couch should be called heralds. Ooh, Aww. I like that. That's good. Yeah. What did what did we say last week? What did we call them last week? <laughs> Celestials. Uh, Celestials. Yeah. I like heralds. Uh, I like heralds because heralds they they are like the heralds of the fans. I dig it. So I dig it. yeah, I like it. Uh, oh, okay. 
Uh, at El Machas, Pablo says, uh, my birthday was on Sunday. Any chance for a sexy shout out? Oh, this became such a thing. What? Okay, so someone... Johnny C. Blaze. Johnny Blaze. By the way, Johnny Blaze has been on fire on Twitter today. Did you just say that? I did. Yeah, I did. did. Should I get out? Yeah, Should I get out? Get right out. Get out. Skip it about myself. Uh, uh, he said, uh, best line ever earlier today, Johnny Cross, Johnny C. Blaze said, uh, chimichanga cherry... Uh, is uh, the best line ever. Congratulations <laughs> I'm so to you. Sorry for saying that. No, <laughs> I'm not. Help it. And uh, <laughs> he also tweeted out uh, at the very beginning of our show. Oh yeah, live chat is on with the crew today and the recurring beauty of Enthusiami. Oh my gosh, thank you. The recurring beauty. Mm. I like it. I'll take it. Who's not, it's not even? Not even to me, but I like Who it. Who wants kind. the sexy shout out? Who's? Yeah, tell me about this. What is this? Oh, okay. so he he at one point asked Meredith for a sexy shout out on the show, and <laughs> Meredith was like, "I'm uncomfortable doing that. Coy do it. He'll do anything. Mikey likes it." <laughs> so then it became a thing that I did, and now people request it, and it's not sexy. It's not pleasant. But no I, one wins. But <laughs> I think that that's what the fans want. It's uh, yeah. that's specifically fans, what this fan wants this, for yeah. his birthday. What's How the, dare you? What's it the is, name? Oh no, I pa- dare. It's Pablo. It's Pablo. Just Pablo. And his his birthday was on Sunday. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Birthday's on Sunday? His birthday was on Sunday, so that would have been the 31st, I believe. <sighs> hey, Pablo. I hope the 31st was as good for you as it was for me. Happy birthday. <laughs> so stupid. I love it. Oh, it's the best. Oh, oh this is where I bury my humility and shame. <laughs> Happy birthday, Pablo, at El Machas. Uh, Stacy, at where you walk, about to watch the live show for the first time ever. Woo! Welcome to it, Stacy. Hope you're having a good time. Hope we haven't completely disappointed you. Uh, 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 Jasper Elwes, uh, who I believe we've we've spoken about a couple of times. He's he's a pretty consistent fan. Uh, can I get a shout out on the next? As it's my birthday today, and the new the debut of my new radio show today. Oh, congrats! So his birthday today, debut of his new radio show. I took the initiative. I was like, well, I need to hear more about this radio show. So I asked him, and he said, it's a student radio show every Wednesday. We talk about Deadpool, Panda Pool, and Doctor Strange just for the two of us. Dude, Panda Pool and so, Doctor Strange. It's a good, that's a, that's a good radio show. Uh, so, Jasper, make sure to uh, pimp out your show if we can listen to it, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday and shout out. Really cool. Uh, really yeah. cool. Happy um, birthday. Yeah, and since he didn't ask for a sexy one, we're not going to. It's gonna, on you. It's on you. You got it on. Robin Beer, at Beer Robin. Uh, did a uh, a blog post on her like top fifteen, top twenty uh, podcasts that she listens to, and we made the cut. And uh, she said of us, Marvel Movie News, they started my interest into comics, and they tell me everything I need and want to know about everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's awesome. How sweet is that? I think, like, I really think, like, the greatest thing that we've done, uh, if anything, is get people into comics. Oh, like, that's my favorite if, thing. About if, all this. if we've helped. Anyone get that's into comics goal, at all? Like that's just that. Like that, I'm massively biased, but I think that's the greatest thing ever. Like that also, hurts how much I love that. Buy print if you're going to buy comics. For me, if I mean you read digital, that's still reading comic. But I think print needs to live on, and I think the local comic store is really important. And it's where you meet people. It's where Aww. you. It's where you find like minds. It's where you actually contribute to not only local business but to an art form that's dying. Print isn't dead. Support printed comics and shop local. And uh, I think you made I'm a good cry. point. I think you made a good point. Like, there's a community there. Absolutely. Like, I love going to the comic book I shop. I met Amy like, in a comic shop. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's and awesome. that's it's awesome. Like as long as you go in and you have an open mind and you're not like afraid to make a new friend or two, like you can meet some really cool people there. So go do that. So I know it's a great way to find your new character. And when you ask us things at the shop about books that you are interested in, mm-hmm. we order more of those things Absolutely. because we know you're out mm-hmm. there wanting them. Uh, you guys it's a wonderful circular thing. <laughs> House of Secrets is fantastic. They will point in the right direction. They have back issues, which is so rare. It's so hard to find good back issues in LA, especially, which is a big city. It doesn't make any sense. Has yeah. Uh, at Hero Shade eighty eight sixty seven uh, says started listening to you guys and love it. Looking forward to viewing all episodes. Seen about five of them so far. So welcome cool. to it. Uh, thanks for watching. Uh, Alex McArdell at Alex McArdell can't wait for Doctor Strange movie. So I made my own. Oh, do we have that art? This is the yeah. this is this dude who made this amazing artwork. Uh, Voice of Doom. Can we pull that up real quick? Um, uh, I, I I need to put it in our Geek Girl Authority rundown. I forgot to do that. But this art is gorgeous, and it looks like this like three D, um, like like three D almost like CGI claymation, claymation CGI. Yeah. Like it's so gorgeous. You're showing us about it looks. Can I briefly oh. while we're looking? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Rodrigo Barros, uh, he is letting me know that Ryan Reynolds is going to be in Brazil, and and they're playing it. Early. He's been in the live chat a lot. Uh, apparently, Carnival, Deadpool, Ocean's of Excitement. I want to give him a shout out because uh, he's a very entertaining guy. Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Uh, well, while we're pulling that picture up, Al. Uh, <gasps> Uh, oh, oh, yeah, God, look at it. Oh, I'm going to make that like my phone background, I really think. Like, it's so beautiful. good. Ah, oh, so it's Alex. Alex, sir, you've outdone yourself. It's gorgeous. Thank you for that. Uh, uh, let's see. Anthony at more IR09 uh, says, Red Doctor Strange issue one. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Also wanted to say, uh, your Marvel show got me into comics. Oh, see, so it, it's the best. It's the best. I love it. Uh, and then, uh, we have a question from uh, Colt Badeau. What obscure character would you like to see in a TV show or movies? Uh, and then he puts his, uh, also adds, I want Taylor Swift as Dazzler. Oh I would love Taylor Swift as Dazzler. That. that would be amazing. That would be so good. Uh, so like so this, fan cast obscure character, basically. Uh, well, I'm not going to fan cast anything, but I will say I would love to see Cloak and Dagger. Like, I would love to oh, see Cloak and Dagger in anything. Amazing. Okay. So, like that or Brother Voodoo. Like, I would be all about that. Uh, I've said it before, but I think an Aaron Paul shocker would be fantastic. Ooh, uh, oh, think, that would be I good. I think a lowly henchman Aaron Paul, so you care about him instantly because that man's just so damn likable and charming as shocker. Uh, I think uh, Ben Foster is Carnage. Uh, what other obscure character? I mean, I'm a Spidey guy. I'd really love to see some of this. Spider-Man has the best villains in comics, in my opinion. Like, maybe Batman, they're close. Batman and Spider-Man. But, like, we haven't seen the villains done fully villainy, so I'd like yeah. to see some obscure villains as an intro to the movie. Dive in, have the big bad. You can have your multiple villains. Studio's happy. They sell more toys, but we also get the integrity oh, of the comic. Oh, I just had... Okay, we've got we've got to wrap it up. I apologize. <laughs> but I just had this thought, and then I want to hear you. Darkhold Redeemers. They were... A, they barely ran for anything in the 90s. Uh, they were, like... So there's this book called The Darkhold... Uh, that is like this giant book of magic. It's one of the most dangerous books of magic in the Marvel Universe, and they were the watchers of this one book and a couple other artifacts, but they were called the Darkhold Redeemers for that reason. I think it was Victoria Montesi uh, was the leader of it, and I, I want to see that. Cool. I've looked for those comics all over the place. I can't find them. I've looked online. I've tried to torrent them. I can't find it. Wow. But I don't think I I've had, ever seen I don't know I had, I, had a, I had a couple of them when I was a kid. And was just in love. Like, loved it when I was a kid. I was like, I want to be this. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, alright, so that's, that's my giant obscure one. Amy? Well, I, I never know what to rule out anymore because, uh, like, a little while ago, I would have said, like, my fave obscure characters we're never gonna see were the New Mutants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's apparently amazing. they're getting a movie. Amazing. So, I can't, but, so I will go with, uh, current obsession, Squirrel Girl. 
Oh. I don't know how to work her in anywhere yeah. without ruining the tone of whatever she's in, but like, <laughs> I. Just let it be its own universe. I don't care. Your uh, my as long fiance as Ryan North is involved. My fiance Brittany would completely agree with you. That's her favorite. Her she got to see Rocket. Rocket's her other favorite. Uh, and then now she's like, "We're a Squirrel Girl. I need to see Squirrel Girl." Yeah. Awesome. So uh, anyway, we've got to wrap it up. Do uh, Voice of Doom? Do we have time to see Amy's trailer? Do we have that? Absolutely. Let's are, are do you it. Sure? Thank you. Ah, guys. Sure. Why we not? Have to do this. We Let's. Curie is a time-traveling grad student from far in the future. Viking is a fierce warrior from long ago. And M is, well, between jobs right now. No, silly. I'm on permanent vacation. Future girl. It's about a time traveler, a Viking, and a sophisticated career woman sitting around an apartment dealing with everyday stuff? Pretty much. Future girl. It's like hanging out at home with your best friends if your best friends were a Viking warrior. Observe! Horns! And a time traveler from way in the future. You used my time machine! Hey, that actually sounds kind of fun. <laughs> Amy Dallin, Gina DeVivo, and Heather Wood in Future Girl. Also, it's got a talking cat voice by Phil Amar. Where is my food dish? The voice talents of Tara Platt. Yuri Lowenthal and Tom Kenny. A theme song by the Double Clicks. And wait until you see the star-studded finale. Future Girl. It'll have you like... Aww. That looks amazing. That's so good. I love it. We're so many voice people I love in that Oh thing. my yeah. god, our Yuri cast and... is insane. I mean, it's people that we got to contribute in various amounts, but I, I can't believe any single one of them actually worked with us. Uh, John Bailey did the voiceover for that, the yeah. honest trailers guy. That's which, so cool. Which just makes me feel so legitimate. It's like a real thing. Oh, uh, that's so Sorry, awesome. I'm so proud we worked uh, no, really hard. No, you should be. Like that's, amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. Kevin Smith Mallrats flavor. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's oh, awesome. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, congratulations. So no, thank you for sharing it with us. We glad, we're glad that we could put it out there for you. <laughs> he wants one. I want one. Uh, all right, Amy, let's close it up. Uh, where can we find you? I am on Twitter at EnthusiAmy. Uh, and that'll pretty much link you everywhere. My channel where you can see that show is YouTube.com slash Amy Dallin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could go by my store as long as you're nice. Uh, come to Burbank, House of Secrets. And uh, find me on Geek and Sunday. Great. Thank you guys so much for having Thanks me. Thanks for being on. We're honored to have you. We're so we're sorry we were without Meredith, but uh, we're glad that we got to have you. So won't say the word can't say. Koi is on Koi at Koi Jandro. <laughs> You've gone third person. Twitter, and uh, Koi is also on Instagram. And uh, I will see you guys here next week. I have nothing to push. I find out at the Super Bowl if we won the Doritos commercial at the Super Bowl. Oh. So I'm hoping to run into some chimichanga slinging Deadpool's, and uh, we'll find out then if I have slightly more money than I do now. All right, fantastic. <laughs> Congratulations. I don't uh, have a million dollars. It's th- not slight. That's incredible. <laughs> That's so much. I would love a million dollars. Uh, you can find me uh, at the Matt Key on uh, on uh, on uh, on the Twitter, and uh, I also uh, produce the the Fat Man on Batman podcast. And uh, you know, you'll hear my voice from time to time. But go uh, make sure to go support that 
poor, poor filmmaker Kevin Smith. Just oh. like uh, the poor man. I mean, he's got nothing going Making for what him. He wants except like that he's like a creative, brilliant man and whatever. Uh, anyway, that's our show. Thanks for joining us. Please don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes uh, or uh, uh, subscribe to us on the YouTube uh, through the Popcorn Talk Network, or you can just find us on their website, popcorntalknetwork.com. Also, find us on Facebook forward slash Marvel News Show or find us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN. I'm Matt Key. We've got Coy Jandro and special guest Amy Dallin. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principal. All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>